What's happening, weirdos? Live from New Mexico! New Mexico! We're in Santa Fe. We talk all about it. We talk about how thin the air is and how we're about to die. Yep. We burp. We, we talk. We both burped a lot. We is did. That, is that? Is that an air thing? Is this? Is that an air thing? Or did we just eat breakfast? <laughs> a little bit. A boat. Uh, it's a great episode. A wonderful poem from Sweet Lady V. Uh, my poem, but... From Hafiz. <laughs> if you must know, if you can't wait to and, just listen to the episode and find out who wrote it. And a lot of silly laughs from two parents that uh, got full night's rest. Yeah. So we're so happy that you're here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank it, you. Thank you. For Thanks. real. For real. Um, weirdos, if you want to show your support of the show, try a Pete's Pick. We have new Pete's Picks. One of them, Mama, this is your first Olipop ad. Oh. We love we Olipop. We love Olipop. Like so many Pete's Picks, we loved the product first, then we reached out to the company. We were getting it at certain restaurants here in Los Angeles. Well, we're in Santa Fe. But in Los Angeles, where we live, have it. Certain uh, grocery stores have it, like Whole Foods, Sprouts, Wegmans, Kroger. Basically, Olipop is a healthy soda. This isn't a diet soda. Blech. This is a full flavor, full body. It's not clear, meaning it's like the cola is dark. The It's not like LaCroix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a drink. The grape soda is purple, and it's amazing. It's actually my favorite flavor. And it has prebiotics. And fiber in it. And usually around, well, we'll get into the specifics of the sugar, but a lot less sugar than regular soda. So it's a soda that not only can you feel great while you're drinking it, but makes you feel great after you drink it because it helps your microbiome and it helps your body. Everybody needs more uh, fiber in their diet. So uh, I used to love soda. Obviously, when I was a kid, I haven't had it in decades. But now there's a new kind of soda, Olipop, which tastes amazing and is actually good for you. My favorite, you can. what's your favorite? My favorite is Classic Cola. My second favorite, Root Beer. These are both great flavors. Fantastic. Mine, speaking of fantastic, is um, grape. I love the grape soda. Yeah. It was a surprise favorite for me. It's got so much flavor, and it reminds me specifically of going to birthday parties when I was uh, in junior high at the bowling alley, and I'd get a grape soda. That was my favorite soda. And now I have that back in my life, thanks to Olipop, a new kind of soda. Tastes just like the sodas I grew up with, but unlike those sodas uh, that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. It's the fastest-growing functional beverage brand in America. They have vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and my favorite, classic grape. They're functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. When I heard there was fiber in it, I didn't know how that was possible because you don't notice it. It's soluble fiber. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a smooth, it's just like a regular soda. Any, all the good stuff that's happening is unnoticeable. It's sub-perceptual happening behind the scenes, but you definitely uh, feel good in your body afterwards. Mm-hmm. 90% of Americans consume more sugar than the USDA recommends, uh, which is 30 grams a day. And sweetened beverages like soda are the leading source of added sugar in the American diet. Olipop is much lower in sugar with only 2 to 5 grams of sugar from natural sources and no added sugar. For example, Val's favorite flavor, vintage cola, Two grams of sugar compared to Coca-Cola, which has 39. The Orange Squeeze has five compared to Fanta, which is 44 grams. Unbelievable. 
And when you taste it, you'll see why we're so excited about it. It's non-GMO, it's vegan, it's paleo and keto-friendly with less than 8 grams net carbs per can. They're so confident. You'll love their products. They have a 100% money-back guarantee for orders placed through the website, which is what we do. And I can attest, they show up intact. It's easy to get it through the mail. Mm-hmm. I've uh, worked out a special deal for weirdos. Receive 15% off your purchase. I recommend the Variety Pack. It's a great way to try all of the delicious flavors. So go to drink all pop.com slash weird or use code weird at checkout to claim this deal that's d-r-i-n-k-o-l-i-p-o-p.com slash weird olipop can also be found in stores like kroger whole foods sprouts and as i said wegmans so try it do do your face a fave <laughs> Also, speaking of doing your face of Abe, mm-hmm. every night Val and I are putting living libations. This is the best skin, beauty care, dental care products that I've ever found in my life. So much of my life I've been careful about what I put in my body, but I realized I wasn't being very careful about what I put on my body, which of course ends up in your body as it's absorbed into your bloodstream. I was buying shaving creams and face washes that I thought were fancy and good because they were expensive and French and sold in open-air malls, but actually they were filled with chemicals linked to disease and toxicity levels never intended for humans. So I want to eat food where I recognize the ingredients and I want my skincare to be the same. So enter Living Libations. Not only are they made with ingredients that you will recognize, plant oils and extracts that you will recognize as real, but they are some of the best high-end, I would even say high-end high quality and very, very effective products like their ginger exfoliating scrub, which I use every morning. Uh, Not only do I recognize the ingredients as natural, but it is the most badass hardcore exfoliant I've ever used in my life. It really does the job. And Zen Shave, which is what I shave with. Uh, So clean and natural and moisturizing, you can actually use a dab of it as aftershave. Try doing that with some anonymous neon blue goo shot out from a pressurized can. And as I mentioned at night, Val and I both use the Best Skin Ever Moisturizer, which smells great, feels great, and gets your skin looking great right before bed. Also, as a family with Leela being outside now that she's at school so much, we put on their sunblock, their sun care products, which I love. It's really, really hard to find sun, uh, sun care that isn't filled with just like... It just looks like 50 consonants and 20 numbers mm-hmm. in the ingredients. <laughs> this is zinc-based, uh, wonderful sunblock that we use all three of us and feel and really, really great too. Smells great, goes on great and works really great. So that alone, this is why I like this as a Pete's pick. You guys can get something small. You could get a, a tongue scrubber or you could uh, do your whole medicine cabinet. It's a great way to support the show and support your body. And I promise you that living libations has a premium natural and wonderful product to replace all of the random chemical nightmares they sell at Seven Eleven. So show your support for the podcast and go to livinglibations.com and use promo code weird. For 20% off, that's livinglibations.com, promo code. Weird. I just realized I didn't do that for the last I one. I know. I thought maybe we were done with it, and I was fine with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you can you can chime in more on this, because our final Pete's pick oh. has really changed both of our lives. Would you say it's changed your life? Yeah. This Hell isn't yeah. this isn't banter. Uh, Apollo Neuro is a wonderful company. Most of the Pete's picks aren't writing scripts for us. Actually, all of them aren't writing scripts. We're just talking about these products, uh, meaning there's not like Pete. Has it changed your life? Val, yes it has. The (laughs) Apollo Neuro really has changed my life. We're both wearing ours right now. We just did the podcast. I had it set to clear and focus. Me too. 
Of course. Obviously. Which melts away stress and helps you focus on what you're doing, which is incredible. They're coming out with even more data. They're doing even more uh, double-blind tests to mm. show the effectiveness of this. But um, for those of you that don't know, Apollo Neuro is a wearable technology that helps your body recover from stress. It can help you relax, fall asleep, focus, and be more productive. It's like a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to make you feel safe in control. Worn on the wrist or the ankle, Apollo Neuro delivers gentle, soothing vibrations that train your nervous system to recover and rebalance after stress. When I explain it to people in real life, which I often do, I've probably gotten 10 for friends, no Mm -hmm. fooling. It's, it's like the way that music can get your heart elevated or calm you down. This is using just the vibration aspect, like a song, directly into your wrist or into your ankle. So your body, which speaks that language, gets the message, calm down or focus or it's time to unwind or it's time to meditate. That was the setting that really was the first one I tried and I was an instant convert because I sat down, I set my Apollo to meditation and mindfulness and went deeper, more effortlessly into my meditation than I had in years. So if this was just a meditation tool, I would definitely be talking about it nonstop, but it also can help you energize. There's energy and wake up, perfect before a workout or before um, something that you need to have a lot of energy for. <laughs> Social and open, clear and focused, rebuild and recover, which is great after stress or after a workout. Relax and unwind, which we both put on when we're watching Frasier. Mm-hmm. And then when I get in bed, I put it on sleep and renew. Apollo Neuro actually trains your nervous system to cope with stress better over time, meaning the more you use it, the better it works. It's been developed by a neuroscientist and a board certified psychiatrist, Dr. David, who did the podcast, who was an amazing guest. They've been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. So as I always say, this isn't like a crystal or a mood ring. This is hard, beautiful science. And Apollo's effect on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. So... Do you have anything to add, Mama? I know you love it. I love it so much. I've been I've been wearing it for almost a year now. I got it last yeah, December. Yeah, you've had it a lot longer than But you. I've been really using it a lot more in the last, you know, five months or whatever. And it really does feel like um, it's, it's just so aligned with everything that we talk about in this podcast about, like, if you're starting to panic, nurture your body. Yeah. Like feel, you know, hug yourself, hug yourself touch, your, touch, yourself. touch yourself. your chest. It's just doing that for you. And, um, and I'll, what I will add is when I listened to Dr. David on the podcast, hey. it made me feel even better about this product. Even though I had already experienced the benefits, I was just like, Hey, this guy, he's legit is totally legit. And if yeah. he made this, then like he, I trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Both Katie and I, after we got off, we're like, who is this man? He's a magical man. He's a magical man. And they made this incredible product. And the thing I also tell the people like the elevator pitch, I'm like, it's like finding the circuit breaker to your nervous system. Yeah. And you see all the different areas and, and there's something you can do when yeah. you're feeling stressed. Certainly you can just touch your chest. And Dr. David and I talked about the the effectiveness of that, but this is just next level. Mm-hmm. It's something that's really going to um, consistently 
uh, soothe you mm-hmm. when you need it. And I think we all need that. Yeah. So 10% off and show your support of the show at apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird. Weird. <laughs> That's it, everybody. This is a great chat. You can tell we're happy. We're loving New Mexico. Love, love to the New Mexican weirdos out there. <laughs> and uh, enjoy, right? Yeah. That's all? That's it. Get into it. Yeah. Get on your feet. Do it. Get on your feet. You did it sultry. Before? No. The first time you did it, the second time when we were recording, you did it sultry. Did I? That was... Get on your feet. You thought... Wait a minute. You thought, get on your feet. Sultry. Get on your feet. What's happening, weirdo? Okay. Coming at you from New Mexico, thirsty and barely breathing. Oh my god. <laughs> the air. The air. Is so thin. How are you guys doing this? I Call in and give us tips for how to breathe in New Mexico. <laughs> You'll know it's us because it's going to sound like we're masturbating on the other line. Because <laughs> I can't stop breathing like a real bush-dwelling creeper. <laughs> Is that, can we say bush-dwelling creeper? I think so. I mean, yeah. we would only be offending that demographic. There's a guy with the earbuds in, dwelling in a bush. Steve, rethink your life. Hey. You don't, look, you were wounded in some way, but there's help. When, you, can, you can find true connection and love. Yeah. Aw. Aw. But also, like, no judgment. We're all wounded and we're dealing with it however we deal with it. Um, but a little judgment. A little judgment. A little yeah, judgment. That, that was, I think that's what we covered by saying, like, you were wounded and that you can find a better way. But Yeah, you're right. I think it's... Isn't it funny? It's almost not safe. It's not... You can't be like, no judgment to a bush-dwelling creeper. Right. We do judge You that, have to judge. Yeah. You got to judge, at least um, publicly. When we turn the mics off, you can be like, I feel bad for him. But on air... Mm. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and judge him. <laughs> I guess I was thinking, I'm just kidding. I, I, this is too uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a very important question. Okay. When do you think they stopped? When, 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 when do you think they stopped calling it New Mexico? Like, and started calling it New Mexico. <laughs> OM Jesus. Because I was doing stand up comedy here in New Mexico, <laughs> I would open with there had to be a time when they called it New Mexico. <laughs> and now it's New Mexico. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> I, uh, my only observation is that the whole state has low, bl- low blood pressure. Mm. It's very chill here. <laughs> yeah. And we're here to do an event. I'm doing an event. It's not a public event. Otherwise, I would have shared it. Um, but it's with Richard Rohr mm-hmm. and Mirabai Star, two yeah. people that we love very much. And we're doing a little chat. And it's for the many mothers, uh, not, not for profit or non-profit. Yeah. Either way, there's no profit happening. <laughs> um so I will post the link if people want to watch it, but that's yeah. why I'm here. We're ta- yeah. we're, we wanted, I just burped. <laughs> we wanted we're, to do it. We're falling apart we're here. Fall- it, can we go back to the air? Okay, <laughs> I, I will tweet it if people want to watch it. It's going to be like a chat about the things that we love to chat about. And it's going to be me and my hero and my spiritual father, Richard Rohr, and our another hero, who we, and like a spiritual mother. Yeah. Nearby, I always get the name wrong. It's Nearby Star. Star. <laughs> I always panic and go, 
It's like in Eternal knew about Mirabai Bush, Bush first. first. Yeah. And it's in uh, Eternal Sunshine where she says, I always say, I always try to remember, don't say Pope Alexander. Mm. And she does say Pope Alexander, and it's Alexander Pope. Right. And I love that little moment. Yeah. And that's what I do with Mirabai Star every time. I almost did it again just then. Well, she's a bright star. That's how you can. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, there you go. Uh, that problem's fixed. Uh, yeah, no, they're the best in the biz. It's going to be really great conversation. Well, we were just talking about it. We were we were strolling around DT Santa Fe. That's downtown. This is Santa Fe lingo. <laughs> DTSF. A couple really- things. Richard told me that, that that guy that you see everywhere in New Mexico that's playing the saxophone, he kind of has like a curved back. And it's kind of like a 90s look. It's very, Well, it's from the movie Landline, which is very interesting that we talked about Gillian Robespierre. Oh. Because he's drawing one of those guys on the wall at oh, his college. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I, I don't know what it's called. Forgive me. This is not an educational podcast. <laughs> we never claimed uh, We that never was. claimed that. <laughs> but I'm going to call him Pipe. And there's two types of pipes Richard told me about. One is the one you see most often. This is what you see women buying turquoise jewelry, and they have like a jazzy pair of slacks on, and they're buying their New Mexico uh, pipe. And mm-hmm. it looks like he's just playing like an alto saxophone. Yeah. Like Kenny G might play. Uh-huh. But the more the historically correct one is that pipe is sucking on his own ding dong. <laughs> it's connected. It's connected. So Richard told me that there's connected pipes, which are the more older, more authentic ones. But then at some point they severed the pipe. <laughs> yeah. And made it look like he was playing a flute. But really it was like, I don't know, somebody call in tips for breathing up here. <laughs> and what the fuck is going on with Pipe, but Pipe used to be um, slop, slopping on his own schlong. Yeah, slopping. Slopping. Oh. On. <laughs> no good? No good. Slopping on his old ding dong. I don't mind Slopping schlong. on his old ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry for saying slopping on his. I also just found out my friend Doug just told me that Richard does not like the F word, and I think I've said the F word in front of Richard. Oh, but he... Not for moral reasons, just it's a generational thing that oh. I said to Doug, I was like, I think it's like how we are with the C word, the hard C. Oh. It's, I think that's how the, the hard F sounds <clears throat> to people in their 70s. Interesting. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. But yeah. also, I feel like he would, even if he doesn't like it, if you said it in front of him, he wouldn't. Well, care. he's definitely heard me say one, one of the highlights of my career, I think I told you, <laughs> I know I told you, I don't know if I told you guys. Speaking to the beloved weirdos. Hello, babies. Hello, sweet babies. Hello, sweet babies. <laughs> um, he watched Faces and Sounds. Right. And he emailed me and said how much he loved it. Yeah. And that meant a lot. And there's a lot of F-bombs in there. So Actually, is, doesn't it's not it, like a deal breaker. Doesn't it I just mean, thought it was funny. Doesn't it mean more that he doesn't like the F word and he didn't mention that? Instead, he mentioned how much he loved it. Right. Like... I th- you know again, I, mean? I don't know. I'm being defensive of Richie. I don't think he like doesn't like it. It's like distracting mm. to him. It's not like I'll even admit that there are people that use the F word so much that I'm like, you realize we're not in the West Village right now. Like yeah. you ever, I have friends like that. The West like, Village. Me and Joe DeRosa would be <laughs> on the road or something and would be in like some sleepy town mm-hmm. and would just be F bombing up a storm. And I'd, I'd, I'd remember that when I started doing stand-up, mm-hmm. I was still mm-hmm. easily shockable. Yeah. And that there were people that I w- would watch, and I'd literally be like, aghast is yeah. the only word for it. Yeah. Like, 
And the New York City comedians, New York City comedians <laughs> would that are doing four or five, six sets a night and they're just grinding it and grinding it and grinding it. Like they really do lose touch with the fact that like the C, the hard C word is a shocking word still to most people. Yeah. And even the F word. Yeah. I mean, I think my, my mom would be able to handle any kind of like raunchy sex joke from a comedian. But if, if she saw the same material with, out the F word, she would be like, you know, it was a little dirty, but it was funny. Right. And then if she saw that exact material with a lot of F words, she would be like, I don't know. It was just a lot of, it was, right. just, you know, kind of dirty. I think that's completely true. And it's not virtue signaling, but there was a time when it was way safer. You'd fit in more mm. and you were with the spirit of America it's it, it, to me. It seems like spitting on the sidewalk. It's like yeah. we don't spit on the sidewalk and we don't say the f word in front of mixed company. <laughs> also, don't talk about politics. And I'm TT Whitebird. <laughs> He's back. He's back, folks. Pull my finger. Now that's a, a ruse anyone can enjoy, including the deaf. <laughs> I'm not up here saying pull my fucking finger. <laughs> oh my god, pull my fucking finger ruins the bit. Because pull my finger is mostly for children, and then again for the elderly. They like it too. And then in between that that spectrum, everybody likes it okay. Everybody's kind of pretending not to like it. (laughs) That's fucking right. (laughs) So right. Uh, Pretending not to like it. So anyway, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. I didn't have anything. I really was curious to see what I was going to say. It was just (laughs) Just dead air radio. But anyway, so (laughs) that that, like the WB frog. I was just vamping (laughs) for a moment. Oh, I miss that frog. Also, that frog was around the same time as the old, the Six Flags old man, the Oh my god. I think it was assumed that that old man had that frog in his pocket, and that's what was giving him the magical (laughs) ability to dance despite his long years. And their roommate was the peanut guy with the top hat and the monocle. Which was one of my favorite bits. I Hmm. used to have a bit about that. I don't know if I remember this. I'd only do it if I was. The first time I did it was I was leaning on the mic stand like a cane. And then I'd say, I look like Mr. Peanut. And I'll admit that I did that a couple times just to do the bit. Mm -hmm. A little fake improv or like a reheating of an improv. And then the joke was, I love that he's a peanut, but he's trying to be taken seriously. Like he has a top hat and a monocle and a cane. Like I like to think that he's a billionaire. And he he is. He's Mr. Fucking Peanut. And he's (laughs) hanging out with other regular human billionaires. And no matter how much money he accrues, they won't take him seriously. Mm. He's like, hello, boys. I'm for a game of squash today. And they're like, whatever, Peanut. And he's like, I own a locomotive. (laughs) I would scream, I own a locomotive. That was the whole bit. That's great. When in your career was that? New York, so mm. first 10 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. First 10 years. It definitely feels like a first 10 years. There was an, another part where I go, there's a, another fake improv in it, meaning I would do it every time. I would go, he's got the monocle, he's got the top hat, he has a cape. He's not wearing it in the photo. I think it's a photo. <laughs> That's, That's up your alley. That's great. And I love believe that. It or, believe it or Steve it. <laughs> um, Steve the, the, the creeper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, was it Steve? Was it Steve? Um, there was a time that that was really new. 
Mm. And that was what like alternative comedy was, mm. was like little asides, like, I think it's a photograph. Yeah. Like that I, was the beginning of like transparency yeah. in, con- in stand-up comedy. Hyper-consciousness, I would call it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Meaning you're aware that you're doing stand-up, you're aware of the tropes and the devices and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And that is what we called alt which doesn't even seem to be a thing anymore. Alt comedy. Now there's just alt venues. This is a snooze. This is a snooze. Why don't you tell me how you feel traveling and and, and how walking around? It is so thin up here. So thin. It is so thin up here. It's late <laughs> Fraser Kelsey Grammer's hair up here. Oh my god. Oh, why and take I a shot? I actually think. By the way, can I just say, Kelsey, if you hear this, I think for thinning hair. It's a beautiful head of thinning hair. I know. Is it and possible? I actually, it can be both. He does get better. Some people look great with thinning hair. It's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not just backtracking because I love Frasier so much. Yeah. I'm saying he's living proof that you can have thinning hair and you look fucking great. Yes. I totally agree. And and we're in the later seasons of Frasier now. And he has gotten better looking with every season. I agree. He's a barrel-chested, big-wheeled, front, front big-wheeled bicycle like he'd, he'd lift big circular weights at the beach. Oh, yes, yes. Like he has a twin brother. He would have a handlebar mustache and yes. like one of those old timey bathing suits that yes. were one piece but for men. And I think I told you that I, I knew somebody that worked on the pilot that he just shot. And someone said that like they sort of gave the caveat, which a lot of people do, which like I know he's conservative or whatever. Yeah. But he was the fun one. Yeah. He was like a real hoot. Yeah. He didn't take himself too seriously. He didn't talk about politics. He was on time. He was courteous. And I was like, Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey. You sweet man. Um, I have Kelsey on, even, even if we disagree on politics. I don't even know his politics. I'm just assuming because of what people say. Yeah, that he is he is conservative. But I don't know if he's specifically a Trumper. How can you be liberal with that voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just a man of a different time. He's a Renaissance man. Yeah. Uh, that's just how much we love Fraser that we're, we're willing to him. throw aside our yeah. politics in a time yeah. when we you know, it really matters. Yeah. Um, yes, I I was going to say, though, I can't. Just one more thing about the air, and probably this isn't the last Val, time we're going to keep I'm talking about I'm dying over here. <laughs> we snuggled last night, and I just put my head in your, in your like, the cave of your neck yeah. and I, for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. How is anyone fucking here? I know. How is anyone sleeping in the same bed with anybody? I know. We need Darth Vader helmets. Although, we've done both since we've been here. Hit it. <laughs> Because mom and dad, I got a hotel room. Time to get out the naked spoon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I went up for the high five again and it wasn't and there. And I did not, I did not give it. Oh, um, boy. But I gave it last night. <laughs> oh, my God. And we didn't naked spoon it. No, no. <laughs> I don't know why that felt like an overshare. I just want everyone listening to know that the way we did it, it wasn't, wasn't the naked spoon. <laughs> we wouldn't give you the details. We would just tell you. The double pee pay. <laughs> it's like I was trying to suck my own ding dong, but you got in the way with your body. Double spoon. And then I was like, well, as long as it's dark and wet. No! It's just getting worse. It's just getting as worse. As long as it's dark for him. Oh, what is that? Dark. <laughs> like the pee pee. My pee pee can see pee. 
<laughs> my pee-pee's a 3CPO. Okay, leave me alone. Don't keep coming into this store. I'm not coming in. You, you asked what does dark mean? Oh, I guess Like dark, like you. in a, a, any enclosure, it would be dark for the penis. And he goes, oh, the lights are out. I'm in my happy place. Okay. He's very low maintenance. If it's dark, he's like, this is 90% of what I'm looking for. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, so in your pants, then he's fine. That's a really good point. <laughs> I think it's 10% dark, 90% wet. Because if you poured some, some tomato sauce down my drawers right now, it'd be having, it'd be doing the Macarena. <laughs> oh my God. You'd be so happy. <gasps> Why don't we sell like airtight, watertight men's underwear filled with lube? And then just the friction just of walking, the walking around will be. Um, yeah. I have some reasons why. Yeah, I can. Before <laughs> I, can I even got reasons. to the end of that, I was like. But to be fair, yeah. they sh- they do sell vibrating underwear for women that have like a remote, and like they wear the vibrating underwear. See that. I've never wanted to be a woman until this moment. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I did see Richard Lewis. I opened for Richard Lewis over 10 years ago, and he had a really great bit about how there's no cleanup for women. And he's Mm. like, "That if men had that set up. Like, it's the cleanup that is stopping men from... if Like, vibrating underwear would just be called underwear if men... Yeah. <laughs> had clitori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'd be like, where the fuck is the vibration feature on this? Like on planes. <laughs> You'd just be talking to someone on a plane and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm from Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> and would just ignore it like a burp. You'd ignore it like a burp. <laughs> he would, they would be like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> but women, well, you t- I, why don't you get those? Because it's totally creepy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's for people who have enjoyed it. Honestly, there is something that sounds fun about like a couple at a party having like a sexy secret because the idea is that you give your partner the remote and then they're just See, now we're in the realm of the feminine. And what do you mean? Because it's, like it's, re- it's relational. It's relational. It's still, relational. It's still yeah. like in that way. That's how we'll get through this boring party. Is yes. You can, Jizzle my gizzles. So I definitely wouldn't be against it. In fact, I think I'd be for it. But I wouldn't be able to have an orgasm in public. Yeah. I don't think... That's that. where we differ. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> That's where we get back to I, the creeper I, in the bushes. You're talking to a fella, as I've said many times, it's never... There's never been a launch sequence in a strip club because I'm just like, this is, yeah, it's too weird. Yeah. Like, I don't trust you. Yeah. You won't even tell me your real name, Domino. <laughs> you think I'm going to get this guy all ready for a fake liar name? <laughs> for a fake faker? A fake faker? Um, 100%. Yeah. JK. Having a hard time breathing. You Having saying. a hard time breathing. And also, uh, as listeners can probably tell for both of us. Like, it is affecting my brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am definitely... For those of you just tuning in, uh, altitude in Santa Fe, New Mexico is killing both of us. It's killing our brain cells as we speak. I mean, if you, like, had one of those, you know, if, if it were, like, a movie where you can, like, all of a sudden, like, zoom into the brain and you see what's happening in my brain. Yeah. It's still the Six Flags guy just dancing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all I can... I'm I understand. just really not very smart. I can't believe that everybody up here isn't just talking about that all the time. I know, but you must get used to it. I do. I Yeah, I've been here. Sorry, the computer went into lock. It doesn't matter. 
I've been here before and I've, I've lost, I've gotten used to it. Yeah. But the first couple of days are like what we're experiencing right now. Yes, definitely. And, um, I mean, but also that being said, I really love it here. It's really beautiful. It's yeah, really we do slow. Love it. We're walking around I'm wearing downtown. wearing a turquoise necklace right now. <laughs> I'm wearing, You're wearing like, multiple pieces of turquoise jewelry. I'm wearing right like now. a sun hat, <laughs> but it's mesh on the top. And you're like, do you get a mesh sunburn? Do you ever wonder that? <laughs> and I'm wearing like several rings. I'm just Val Kilmer right now. <laughs> Chunky jewelry. With a, a kerchief. Yes, if I read your palm, you'd believe me, based on jewels alone. Just based on your accessories? Yes. Yeah. But there is something, can I load this to you, because I want to hear what you're going to say? There is something about, this place feels like, I've been off social media for almost a month now, Mm -hmm. and... My, I don't have a bit about it, but my only bit is no one asks why. Mm. Like when you, if it comes up and you mention it, because everyone knows why you should do it. But I just had like a light bulb moment where I was like, I don't have to do it. Yeah. It was like, it really felt like a, a Dickensian revelation where I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. It It's not something I have to do. And I've known that my whole life, but it hit me for the first time. And I've been off it. And the way I feel off social media looks like New Mexico. Yeah. This whole state looks like it doesn't have social media. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a big compliment. Yes. New York looks like it is social media. Like yes. Times Square specifically is like, now I'm inside of Twitter. Yeah. This is Twitter. Like literally tweets are going by on huge screen TVs. Right. Even in LA. In the cabs in New York. And LA too, of course. Yeah. Constant stimulation. And you come out here and there's like one billboard next to a, a, a hobbit village. Yeah. Yoda's in a hammock. And it's, I think the billboard is is like advertising the local Ayurvedic restaurant. <laughs> or saying like, let's vote no on a weird military. There's always a weird military endeavor in New Mexico because yeah. there's so much land. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, people have different political things, but it is a blue state and like, that's fun to see. Yeah. So close to Texas is all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Aren't we close to Texas? I think, I mean, we're closer Close, we are, we are close to Texas. We might have a border. All my... What's your joke? All my excess lives in Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's a great t-shirt. <laughs> Big know. fat guy in Texas? Yeah. But is it too clever? <gasps> there's a bell. There's of a course there's a bell. bell. I'm pretty sure if I we go out, there's here. probably a cauldron of stew and just, a line that you can just come and get free stew from a Gandalf. Yes. Not a wizard, a Gandalf. <laughs> it's a lentil potluck. See, this yeah. is it. This is my demographic. I really love older Men. hippies. <laughs> no. <laughs> and specifically older hippie women. Like, I want a woman in, like kind of high water khakis with socks and a clog and I got it like a purple shirt with like a a woven vest you're killing this and and like great earrings long beaded amber necklace long beaded amber necklace and she's like she you know is like an OG activist I'm gonna say this can I add a little please no tattoos though no tattoos she doesn't have any tattoos no and she's like she wears her accessories she wears her statement. Yeah, because she wants to change it. And if you ask her about getting tattoos, she'll say, oh, my daughter has those. I just, you know, I'm changing my mind every every right. day. And then you a know. cardinal lands on her face and she goes, I think I'll keep them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a red cardinal. I love that kind of Santa Fe woman. And they're, Me too. it's just all over This here. is 
and to my point, like it feels like the whole state doesn't have social media. It it is one of these places that when Val and I come here, like Rhinebeck, New York, we're just like, wait, why aren't we just yeah. going for it? Yeah. Like meaning happiness, meaning mm-hmm. like tranquility, like well-being. And I'm sure we could talk to maybe some weirdos, New Mexican weirdos, are listening right <laughs> now, and they're like, "Yeah, well, I like listening to this podcast because you tell that weird story about going to some thing. I don't know, some fun event or yeah, premiere. Sure, there is a charge to living in LA. Yeah. But when you come here, I really, I'm, I'm sorry to belabor this point, but getting off social media has been one of the best (laughs) decisions of all time. Mm -hmm. I do. The only downside is that I I can't engage with you guys, the weirdos as much. Um, I I might figure something out with my, um, with Paige who works with us, but where she can read them. I don't know. The point is there are these like simple choices that, that are makeable, Mm -hmm. like moving to New Mexico seems pretty makeable. Yeah. It's not like moving to long Island or Or moving to Miami or Sweden or yeah, Ecuador. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not like that hard Mm -hmm. and you can come here, get some Birkenstocks, (laughs) get a white ivory walking stick, uh, get flip up sunglasses on your kind of prescriptions that are also transition lenses. (laughs) So you're double covered. Grow a scratchy beard. Yeah. You know what they have here? Food. Yeah. Coffee. Art. So much art. Music. They have sunsets that will make you jism. Yeah. And and (laughs) we're like, what are we... The, the answer is easy. I, I have to be in LA for my work, but like we're like, are we going to be two kooky people with cardinals on our faces living in, <laughs> in New, New Mexico, Mexico later? I'm going to say maybe. maybe. I think it's a hard maybe, and I the my like nervous system just instantly relaxed that's, as soon as it. we got into the Albuquerque airport. Kirky, we call it Kirky because we're from here. <laughs> Kirky. Richie calls it Kirky. He calls it Kirky. Yeah. That's. Pretty quirky. Pretty quirky for quirky. <laughs> um, well, the airport, yes, is like... is just like a museum. In fact, there was a, a hot air balloon museum in the airport. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful and calming. And then the drive with the sky and the clouds and like, I was just feeling my body regulate. And you know what I'm realizing too? Now I, I, we're in Santa Fe and I love Santa Fe. Loving it. And I'm realizing there's something... I kept being like, there's something about this that reminds me of my childhood. And I thought maybe it's just like a small town feeling, but I actually think it's like how, you know, like it's Portland is in the, it's always the nineties in the, in Portland. Yeah. It's the nineties in Santa Fe, a hundred. Oh, it's 1992 <laughs> It's 92. in Santa Fe. Yes. It's 1992. I'm going to give you another reason why we feel like children in Santa Fe, New Mexico, <laughs> everyone who's listening's next tourist destination. Absolutely. Um, you're not even, it's a recent zoning thing. A few areas are zoned mm-hmm. to have two story buildings. Everything else is one story. Yeah. The whole state was designed with a motif. Yeah. There's a motif. There's a whole state. Yes. Which is unheard of in any other state. So everything is very low. Yeah. So it's like being a a kid. kid. Like New York, you you think it might be the other way. Like tall buildings make you feel small. 
Tall buildings make me feel like I'm a grown man next to a huge tall building. Like I have a business meeting to get to and I have to take the elevator. Here, I I don't want to keep making the Star Wars Hobbit comparison, but it really does look like Yoda's house. Yeah. And that makes you feel like you're kind of in a Disneyland or something. But like the fucking bank, like their citizens bank is like an Adobe structure. It looks like they make their own pizza at the at the citizens bank here. Yes. Sliding them in and out of that beautiful oven. (laughs) Well, we're going to pass out. (laughs) We are going to die in real time. The real, I mean, you can also tell maybe that we're manic too because... We're so rested. We're so rested because my daughter... Our daughter. Okay. <laughs> Strange boundary. To I was put up. gonna say I was gonna say our daughter is with my mother. Yeah. But instead I said my daughter is with our mother. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um so we're just getting some kid free time right now. We get two nights yeah. free. I said to Val it's the cliche parent conversation. We just had breakfast. And we were loving it. We were Dracula dead and loving it. Dancing at the table. Dancing, loving being the, silly. It was all 90s. It was kind of 80s. 80s music, yeah. It was still great. In the 90s, yeah. they listened to 80s music. That's right. It was only like five years it before. It was still called music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I, we were talking about how wonderful it is to have children and how nice it is to get a break. Mm-hmm. And like how when you don't really get regular good sleep for years, you do... Pay a, a price. You said yeah. you get dense, which yeah, I like that I, word. I feel dense, like not dumb dense, but just like heavier. And I said in like a fit of anxiety to you the other day, I was like, "Have I lost my whimsy?" Yeah. <laughs> like I get. I that's like a voice of my anxiety is like, "Wow, you've really changed, and you've gotten way worse, and you're never gonna be like." Well, that's ridiculous. Yes, I and feel that. And whimsical AF. Thank you. I I feel that way but now. But it's your but own ability to perceive your own whimsy that is fueled by rest. Yes, yeah. exactly. And just the being rested does make me feel lighter and it makes me want to play and it makes me have the energy to be happy. Well, you said it at breakfast. You went, we're still fun. Yeah, that's And it's I, true. Yeah. I know this is weird to be telling you guys, but I'm just like, it's true. But then the, the paradox is... It's like, uh, it's not a paradox. It's like, I said to Val, I was like, I would rather watch Leela eat an ice cream cone, yeah. which is the most adorable thing you'll ever see in your uh-huh. life, than have a seaplane land me on the tranquil waters of Bora Bora. Yeah. Because, 100%. And I said, at what point, and it doesn't have to be kids, by the way, you guys, I'm not just saying everybody needs to breed. I'm saying like yeah. something outside of yourself because yeah. like just, and believe me, we're, we're, the tone of our voices is an advocacy for taking care of yourself and doing things that you can enjoy. Yeah. And then at a certain point, there comes a time when you go like, I need somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I need something else. Yeah. It could be a project, could be a job, it could be a partner, yeah. um, rom- romantic partner, could be a friend, yeah. could be a family member. But I really mean it. Given the choice, Leela eating ice cream or like French Polynesia jumping off a seaplane. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's weird because I, I, I haven't jumped off a seaplane, but I've done exotic things in my life. And it's so much better yeah. to watch Leela eat a blue ice cream oh, and it's dripping lo- and, if you and it ask, makes her all crazy. <laughs> if you ask her anytime, what kind of ice cream do you want to get? She either says blue or bubblegum. No. Oh, did she say bubblegum? I thought so. 
I was going to say she either says blue or she says clocklet. Oh, oh. I know clocklet. Oh. Yeah, um, it's a cliche for a reason. We're, we're missing Leela. So, Leela, if you're listening to this, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Also, put down the podcast app. Don't hit the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> um, um, I don't need you exposed to those uh, theories of the Amazon. I like them. <laughs> I enjoy them. But for now. Not for a young, impressionable mind. Just because we don't have tons of time. Yeah. I'm going to do a quick reading, and then I want to hear what you think about it. Did I cut you off too much? No, I don't think you cut me off at all. Was there something you wanted to say? Say the thing about how when you're traveling, it makes you more present. Oh, yeah. When you're traveling, it makes you more present. Valerie. (laughs) Um, I am remembering. What if I really was pissed? You know what? No, forget it. Like the weirdest <laughs> podcast like weir- ever. It's like, wow, Pete and Val, they seem to have a great relationship, but when they do fight, it's about the weirdest thing. And it's very intense and out of the blue. Yeah. I've had relationships like that. Yes, I have too. Where it, you make some joke. <laughs> I don't miss that. And you know what old Petey does? In the, this is sad, but you know what Petey does? What if, does like, Petey if, do? if Petey what makes Petey a couple does? jokes and they lead to fights and like shame... Mm. Petey just stops making jokes. Aww. It's the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. The faucet is really either really on <laughs> or off. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so what, we're just feeling really great. We're really rested. And we were walking around, walked to breakfast and back. And just that feeling of like travel where you're walking, and we're going to do it, you know, later in this trip too. Where we just walk around. This walking is all around, I ever want to do. I want to go Tchotchkes. find a good coffee, walk around. You want oh, warm, maybe there's you a bookstore. One store. warm hand. I want one warm hand. Um, and it, and a br- if it's brisk outside, which it is today, mm-hmm. oh, perfect. Oh yeah, I know. I want it to be brisk. This is where you buy a board game. This is where you buy like cribbage. I, where you're yeah. like, we'll play cribbage. It's it's one of the most. This was a life-changing thing for me because it, it's like a, it's a mini waking up, like just a psychological enlightenment is going like, I forget who told me, or it, maybe it's a common thing, but you don't buy a book. You buy the hope of a future where you have the time to read a book Yeah, and you don't buy a board game. You buy the hope of a future where you and your loved one, instead of watching Frasier would play risk. Yeah. And that's actually kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. I bet the people at, uh, Parker Brothers know the percentage of people that buy their board games and never play them, but they're still getting a warm, cozy, maybe we will play Clue sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we will play Clue. Yeah. We went through a season where we were playing games. And that was a great season. <laughs> that was Is a it? great season. So I'm holding just this, my, my daily Richard Rohr book. I've read through it at least four times and I love it. Probably more actually. I have so many copies of it, just this. I call them just these. <laughs> okay. oh yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I made that joke to Richard, and he goes, how do you think of these things? Oh, that's so, so sweet. sweet. He's such a good guy. Such a good guy. What a great guy. understatement. Uh, anyway, the point that I'm always making in this book is like, you think something makes you happy, but really you were happy. So like you think buying the board game makes you happy, Mm. but really you were happy in Santa Fe. Yeah. And it's not even Santa Fe that made us happy. It was like rest and a little bit of novelty. And then the happiness has a container Mm -hmm. that is 
Santa Fe. Yes. But like, it's possible to fly to Santa Fe and be miserable, like that great Adam Sandler sketch. If you're unhappy in New Jersey, <laughs> you will be unhappy in Rome. Yeah. Sad you. <laughs> it flies on a plane. Sad you in Italy. Yes. But that brings me back to like, if you do have the space for happiness, because I was like, really kind of in an anxious place for the, the days leading up to this trip, not because of this trip. Uh, but then like getting here, resting, and then remembering for me, and I think this is true for most people, um, and I think I've quoted this before on the podcast, but Eckhart Tolle even mentions like traveling when you're in a new place and you're seeing new brand new sites, it pulls you into the present moment. Yeah. Because you can't go into the old program. You can't just, you know, when you walk home and you realize you haven't even been paying attention to how, where you're going. Yeah. It's like you're on autopilot. There is no autopilot in Santa Fe. You might end up, you know, 10 miles from your hotel if you don't pay attention. Yeah. And you're just, everything is brand new. So it's really like you're experiencing life the way that like Leela is seeing it. And, and also just on that note, the day that we, excuse me, the day that we were leaving, it's the altitude. It's the altitude. I'm not disgusting. It's the altitude. Um, the day that we were leaving, I, Leela, you know, wait, she wakes up usually asking for something and she was like, Oh, milk. And so I, I picked her up and I was holding her and she was kind of laying on me. And then we passed by a window and she saw that it was getting light outside and cause it was like six 30 and she, she went, it's morning time. And like raised her arms up like and a sun smiled so big. And yeah. I was like, this girl is a sign. Like she helps me remember that that is still in us. Like she is so stoked to be alive and really wants to do this. Like she, yeah. she's like, this is fun. Let's do it. Like she's, yeah. she's happy to be alive. And I know there's like, well, kids don't have the responsibility of bills and the jobs and all of, and the wounding. And that's so true, but neither will we, when we start our weirdo commune just outside of Taos, New Mexico. <laughs> exactly. So come join us. Yes. DM me. Cause he's off so social media. Highly recommend it. Um, but I do think it's that Richie even talks about the, like leaving the garden and then returning back this, like, reclaiming and remembering that that child that was excited for each new day is still in you. Right. It's just been go anywhere. Yeah. Somebody, your boss at Hewlett Packard just shoveled a few scoops of sand on it. Yeah. And you're not going to feel it all the time, but you do have the capacity to remember and to like gently acknowledge the pain and return, redirect your, uh, your consciousness to joy in any given moment. Well, that's, I, I don't want to keep saying this, but you know, it's part of the fun of doing a weekly podcast is you guys know that I've started doing gratitude lists and gratitude lists are, are linked to dopamine mm-hmm. and, uh, all the good ones. And what, what dopamine, what's the serotonin serotonin. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. It takes five seconds. Mm. The, uh, my friend Rick, who was the one who told me about it, he was like, you can just write one thing. 
Yeah. Like you don't have to be like, I need to do 30 things. Just write one thing. Yeah. And you just get in this habit. And what's really blown me away about it, like Leela being grateful that it's morning time because she doesn't like nighttime because she doesn't want to go to bed because mm-hmm. she loves to party. She loves life. And she loves life. So she's literally just grateful. But when you start the water wheel of like, I'm grateful for a warm bed mm-hmm. or I'm grateful for my breakfast or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. You can't help it. Your brain just gets in that pattern mm. and you catch yourself walking around going like, wait a minute, I'm grateful uh, for Bill, the guy who drove us to the airport. Mm. I'm grateful for a safe landing and a mm. safe flight. And I'm grateful we found that amazing uh, vegan restaurant that was so good. I forget what it was called. Ananda? Annapurna. Annapurna. Uh, so good, New Mexico. Go to Annapurna. Loved it. And like you just start, you prime yourself to look at the world a different way. And that's what Leela is, at least in part, is someone who hasn't yet been primed Mm. to be sarcastic, negative, mistrustful. And and a lot of us are primed by circumstances, not just like people, Mm. like evil people teaching you. So I understand that there's a certain amount of grace and and good fortune that she feels safe enough to go, oh, it's morning time. So I acknowledge that. But what we're doing with ourselves is reparenting ourselves and parenting our current selves. And one of the things that is so helpful is uh, gratitude less. So some, I was touched. I will miss seeing things like this on social media. Since I've been running uh, just a mile every day, people have reached out or they reach out and they're like, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend uh, in the same spirit Like you don't have to run three miles. You can just run one mile and you can just put five things down and they can be bullshit things. Yeah. You don't have to break your brain. Really recommend. Shall I do the reading? Yes. Okay. This is, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, cause Richard doesn't write about men's underwear that's waterproof and filled with goo. (laughs) Um, but how yet, yet. (laughs) Yeah. Now that we're friends, maybe he, maybe I'll uh, have an influence. Yeah. I didn't want to say rub off (laughs) given the, given the situation. Um, This is just, this is page 45 of, of just this, which, you know, over the years, I'll probably have just read this whole book on here. And we want to mention that it has been colored on by Leela. It it has. With a green uh, color pencil. Which is a blessing. Yeah. So this has nothing to do with what we were saying, meaning I just reread this chapter if you can even call that, it's just one page over and over. I love it. And I I thought since we have this platform, why not share it with you guys? Because, Oh, that's the other point I wanted to make. I've really just been tripping out on lately, like what we say and how we treat one another and what we listen to and what we, even what we watch is your life. Like you listening to my voice and Val's voice right now is shaping your future. Mm. It, It almost sounds like magic, when I was young, I was like, why do we say have a good weekend? That's absurd. Um, but really, and, and neuroscience shows us this, saying have a good weekend reminds you of the potential of a good weekend, and it might set things in motion that leads to you having the intention of having a good weekend, which changes the choices you make mm. when someone's like, do you want to try that new Ethiopian restaurant? And you're like, wait, good weekend is a thing. I should go for it. Yeah. So like, not, let's not get paranoid about it. But there's a real butterfly effect going on, even in the ideas that are entering into our mind. Mm. And I've really been owning that. Like, like Val is so, obviously you hear, she's so loving and kind. 
And if I have something that I'm nervous about, she'll always be like, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Now, the hardcore seeming rationalist might be like, you don't know that show I'm doing outside for the CEOs of, again, Hewlett Packard. (laughs) You don't know. But really, so why are you even saying that? You're saying that to pry, you're shaping my future. You're influencing my life. Like the words and the ideas that we hear are our life. They become our life. So anyway, in that spirit, I'm sharing this because this is something that uh, makes my life better. It's called Undergoing God. Your life is not about you. You are about life. You are an instance of a universal and even even eternal pattern. The one life that many of us call God is living itself in you and through you and as you. This realization is an earthquake in the brain, a hurricane in the heart, a Copernican revolution in the mind, and a monumental shift in consciousness. Yet most of us do not seem interested in it. It is too big to imagine and can only be revealed slowly. You have never been separate from God except in your mind. You gradually recognize recognize that the myriad forms of life in the universe are completely diverse and utterly one at the same time, just like the Trinity, which might be called diversity and perfect love with itself, which creates oneness. We are all undergoing God, whose supreme job is the oneing of all reality. Oneing is a lovely word I borrow from Lady and Julian of Norwich's Middle English to describe the process of overcoming dualisms and divisions artificially created by the ego and the mind. This should be an enormous weight off your back. All you can really do is agree to joyously participate. Life is the spirit. Life in the spirit will feel like being caught much more than being taught about any particular doctrine. Henceforth, your very motivation and momentum for the journey toward holiness and wholeness is simply immense gratitude for already being there. Mm. Isn't that great? Obviously my favorite part is you have never been separate from God except in your mind. I yeah. try to I try to remember that all the time. I remember finding that passage like uh, a time last year when I really really needed to hear it. It's just so beautiful. It's great. I mean, I always need to hear it, but and now more dick jokes. <laughs> have you ever noticed a big floppy one? <laughs> <laughs> I feel good, Mom. And do you feel good? <laughs> yeah, I want to read my, my... That's what I was going to say. Do you want to read your poem and I'll cue up some music? Yeah, I found this book. It's a Hafiz um, collection called I Heard God Laughing, Poems of Hope and Joy. Uh, and I highly recommend it because every single one of these poems will make you cry and remember... Um, your child self that is excited to live each new day. <laughs> Our flight to Albuquerque, Kirky, mm-hmm. was delayed. And Val, one of the many gifts you give me is having things like this on you. Mm-hmm. And you just held it open and we both read. Yep, That's we read this awesome. poem. Yeah. And it, like, I'm not giving people a hard time, but the flight was delayed 10 minutes. <laughs> and I looked around and a lot of people were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, here, here, here we go. <laughs> and I'm like... Actually, in solidarity with those people, I know how that feels. It's like it's delayed 10 minutes. Your brain says, 
maybe it will be delayed five hours. Yeah. And that's happened before. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's going to happen again. Right. So I understand. Yeah. And then you look to your right and there's 90s sitcom sidekick Valerie. <laughs> and she has this book of poems in it and it brings you back. And I was actually still in a very, a pretty anxious place. Um, and just, you know, kind of feeling like oh, I got to keep it together while we're in the airport and on the airplane. And, um, and it seems that feeling was 24 hours ago and it feels like so far. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. The, the, there we go. The Sorry it happened out. again. <laughs> mic drop. Um, anyway, so I was in a very 24 hours ago. Oh yeah. And I feel so far from that now. And the only reason I'm mentioning that is for anybody who's experiencing anxiety right now or depression or something, it truly is that like tunnel vision when you're in it and you really can't, you said this so perfect. It's like when you're sick, you can't remember what it feels like to not be sick. Yeah. And, and it can happen so quickly. The turnaround of, you know, it, after if if you are caring for yourself and nurturing your body the turnaround of remembering of not really being able to remember what it felt like to be anxious yeah <laughs> um it can goes happen both ways. so fast yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. but anyway i i read this being in that anxious place in the airport and just was weeping immediately it's so great yeah so here we go it's called cast all your votes for dancing I know the voice of depression still calls to you. I know those habits that can ruin your life still send their invitations. But you are with the friend now and look so much stronger. You can stay that way and even bloom. Keep squeezing drops of the sun from your prayers and work and music and from your companion's beautiful laughter. Keep squeezing drops of the sun from the sacred hands and glance of your beloved. And my dear, from those insignificant movements of your own holy body. Learn to recognize the counterfeit coins that may buy you just a moment of pleasure, but then drag you for days like a broken man behind a farting camel. You are with the friend now. Learn what actions of yours delight him, what actions of yours bring freedom and love. Whenever you say God's name, dear pilgrim, my ears wish my head was missing so they could finally kiss each other and applaud all your nourishing wisdom. Oh, keep squeezing drops of the sun from your prayers and work and music and from your companion's beautiful laughter and from the most insignificant movements of your own holy body. Now, sweet one, be wise. Cast all your votes for dancing. So good. I know. Hafiz. (laughs) Hafiz. You did it again. Let's do it. Thank you. Ma- I don't mean sex. <laughs> oh, um, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Thank uh, you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Sorry we're, our brain's weird. We'll have normal oxygen levels next week. Yes, and I will miss DMing with some of you, but boy, 
this is this will be how we talk. <laughs> yeah, and also you can send it to me. Still, I'm still on social media. There you go. All, All right. right, keep it crispy. <laughs> when do you stop with the music? I mean, it's got it now. right now.